welcome to everyone. People who are starting this morning and people who have been here for a couple of days. Thank you. Please uh, do your work as you have signed up to do. You have uh, four teachers in this retreat, uh, which I think is a blessing. So you are all being very well held, which is a good thing. to talk with you. <laughs> huh? Let's see. What to say? What to say? You know about posture? know, establish a good foundation, whether you're sitting in a chair or on a cushion. My experience is that if you establish a really good foundation on the bottom, you th- the top part of you kind of rises up of its own. And then if you can balance, if you can balance your head on top of your spine, um, there's less chance that your back will hurt, you know, because if your head is like this, back's working too hard. And then um, I, over the years, you know, it says in the Fukasa Zenji that we talk, that we been chanting, it says teeth and lips both shut. But I have found that if I want my jaw to be relaxed, my teeth are not shut kind of hangs open. So, you know, that's the basic. The basic idea is give your lungs room to breathe. And the rest of it you can figure out. And I think it should be said, must be said, that your mind won't settle unless your body is really still. So you do want to be still. You want to really let the body, the bottom part, sink into the earth, be grounded on the earth, and let the top part rise up to the sky. And give your lungs room to breathe and your heart space. And then the mind. There's a little gap 
at the bottom of the exhale to just allow your breath to be normal without doing anything with it. The bottom of the exhale. There's a pause before the body breathes in. And in that pause, your mind stops, makes a gap. It might be good to notice the gap. It's really quiet. It's very still. It is the place that everything arises and returns to. See if you can find that space and rest there. And from there, just watch the arisings and the leaving of thought, motion, sensation. See if you can settle right there. Very quiet. And little by little, that gap can get bigger and bigger. From there, you can see many things. It's there that insight blooms, that stillness, silence. It is what we are, each of us, no exception. We're really just unpeeling the flower. I um, am going through a lot of old journals that I used to, that I wrote while I've been in various retreats to throw them away so that I don't burden anybody with them. And this morning, (laughs) I picked this one up, thought I'll read from it a little bit. random stuff. Um, First, I'll explain something about me, if I may. (laughs) When I was 14 months uh, young, my mother, um, by mistake, without meaning to, abandoned me for three months. And I kept calling out every night for her. And she never came. And my father, my father was not really emotionally available to me. At the end of those three months, I, I learned something. 
there wasn't a belief system yet, because it was before conceptuality. They, w- they were just truths, the way the world was. I learned that. And something in me broke in order to learn that. And everyone here has their broken place. We don't need to be ashamed of it. It makes us tender and human. What I learned was that the world was not a trustworthy place, (laughs) that I was afraid that I wouldn't survive in it, that no one would come when I called reasonable. (laughs) And that clearly I wasn't good enough. Otherwise they would have come. Right? So that's That's what I've been working with for decades. And I'd like you to know, too, that this is not a um, jail sentence. We do have a get-out-of-jail-free card. It's called practice. But it isn't free. It takes everything you have, which is a good thing. And I do want to say this. No, I don't. I'll say it later. So this was uh, a longish retreat. Instruction. This can be really familiar to you. (laughs) Watch everything. Do not expect an experience. When you get lost, come back to the body. The body totally keeps adjusting itself to be comfortable, and the mind keeps rambling on to reinforce separation. I do this for the benefit of all being. By allowing, by getting out of the way, the body is naturally slowing down. Wonderful to live this way. And the very next thing is, the worst day ever. Yuck, yuck, pooey, absolutely gone, sleepy, cloudy, impossible mind. But it's not the experience, it's how you relate to it, right? Right. (laughs) Put yourself in situations that are supportive. I'm learning about consistency of awareness in terms of time, each moment and in terms of level of concentration. (laughs) Careful. When you see you're doing expectation, response is, oh, 
expectation, not do not exp- do do not do expectation. You've no control. It happened already. You just note it. No judgment. Accept it and let it go. Reb is wanting me to commit. How sad and hard it is for me. Big aloneness. It feels like choking of me in the upper throat. Parentheses. Do not identify. (laughs) Just body sensations (laughs) arising and passing away. I did have one sitting with sensations in body all over, coming and going at a very rapid rate. I've been noticing particularly a person in the kitchen and letting the idea of who they are influence me. I pointed out a spot on the table that needed cleaning. (laughs) My communication was awful. (laughs) You jerk. (laughs) I hate them. (laughs) It tightens in my chest. I feel kind of sick and sad. The best thing is not to say anything. It's all quite humbling. I should keep my mouth shut. (laughs) Metta practice. I hate metta practice. The purpose is to get in touch with a feeling of open-heartedness, sending love. I can't get by the very first one, which is supposed to be sending love to a benefactor. I've never had a benefactor. (laughs) No one took care of this little girl in her hand to help me. I felt abandoned and alone. And get this, this little girl tried really hard. Therefore, I'm a failure. I was never good enough. I wasn't who they wanted. Did you get that? (laughs) That I wasn't what they wanted? (laughs) And rejected and dependent on acceptance from anyone who would say the littlest thing to me. And then it says down here, I will be free. Then I make some little drawings. (laughs) And then, oh, and then it says, what is the hurt? What is the wound? I didn't know at the time. The heart wound. The feeling comes up in the body as tightness around the heart and a choking at the top of the neck. I can't swallow. 
I'm sure you guys are familiar with all of this. And then I feel I'm being played like a harp, highs and lows, up and down, in minor mode and major. I have no idea what the tune is. I can only listen, feel the vibrations, and sing. That was a good day. Sure. No matter what the feeling experience it is, how you relate to it, that is the point. Acknowledge, feel it, accept it. Don't do anything. Know it changes. This is one of their main teachings. I'm in no way in control of what comes up in the mind. It's all dependent on conditions. That's it for now. And I say, we need to give up. We need to give up and be happy. So um, everybody, I think I said this, didn't I say this? Everybody has their ancient twisted karma. Everyone is carrying that package of karma on their back. And it is possible to put it down. We can put that twisted, ancient conditioning down. And doing a retreat is one of the best ways to do that because we take the time to stop and look at what it is that's causing the suffering. There is no person in there. (laughs) These are just believed ideas, believed systems, egoic systems of thought and emotion that we identify with. But there's no structure there so that when you see them clearly, if you see them clearly enough, they dissolve. But some of these really core identities take years, decades to clear. So it's a good thing to get started. It says, you know, that we practice in faith that we're Buddha. And not only is this true, (laughs) everyone's mind is Buddha mind already. But we just like just like Sukhavarshi said, we're perfect just exactly the way we are. There is no one ever going to be the same kind of flower or tree or person. And yet, at the same time, we could use some improvement. So if we can practice from this place of faith, this place of being, this place of beingness, where everything, whatever it is that we are, is perfect exactly the way it is, unchanged, 
and yet at the same time know that we need to have, have some improvement. We're being and we're becoming at the same time. And they happen at the same moment over and over again. So it's not as if we have some goal in the future that we get to eventually. It doesn't work that way. The journey, the becoming, actually is happening right now. There's a paradox. You know, we're being completely perfect as is right now. And at the same time, this that we are that is perfect right now is getting more free on every moment as we let go. It's a paradox that we can hold. It's just easier if you know that right from the start there is something inside that is good and kind and generous. Because each of you know this place. Every single one of us has felt that way. So what we offer in Zen is a container that makes a kind of a pressure cooker. We offer support and teaching instruction. And we suggest that you completely throw yourself 100% into the activity at hand. This is more important that you know than you know. And we do it in a really gentle way. First, you're sitting on the cushion, doing the best you can to be just sitting, really. That's really, <laughs> that's really exactly what we ask you to do. Just sit there, present, as open as you can be, relaxed and as open. Listening helps. Just the mind widens when you listen. And then we ask you, Okay, you can be present as a body there. How about just standing up? That transition between sitting on the cushion and standing up, really important. Just transition to standing. And then see if you can walk. (laughs) Can you 100% completely just walk? Can you feel your foot on the... It's really pleasant to the little cushion part of your foot on the coolness of the floor, the breeze happening you know, when you walk, the balance of your body, the posture. Can you continue breathing? And then if you can do that, bringing your mind back and back and back, we just say, okay, how about chanting? Can you stay really 100% present when you chant? Okay, good. How about when you work? Can you fully 100% throw yourself into whatever the activity is at hand? And there are reasons we ask you to do this. First of all, that's the truth of who we are, for one thing. This, This endless flow of stillness somehow. And the only thing that stops us from being that is this, you know, commenting, this constant comment. Mm -hmm. 
when I was at Casa Heart early on, I uh, wasn't feeling very good, clearly, most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. I, I, I had these demons, you know. You're not good enough, you're a jerk, you're whatever it was I was talking to myself. And I went up to the shop, and the person who was the head of the shop was a dear friend of mine, whose name I had forgotten. And I told him that I wasn't feeling very good, and he said, um, I want you to 100% do this activity that I'm going to tell you, and I want you to spend, to pay meticulous attention to, e the, to the minute detail of the activity, and you'll feel better. And in this case, because I was feeling so awful, I decided to believe him, and so I did. I threw myself completely into the activity of, I don't even remember what it was, washing something, undoing something, I don't even remember. We've all had this experience. When you're 100% involved in activity, there's no room for egoic messing around. And when this isn't yammering away, we feel fine. And the other reason to do that is because it gives meaning to our life. Somehow when we're aligned with the wholeness of life, and there's no separation, not separation in the mind inside, not separation found anywhere, when we're really in alignment, whatever it is that we do is meaningful. And so that's what we ask you to do. I remember when I was with Katagiri, that's how he taught me. His teacher taught him the same way. He used to tell us when he was with his teacher that his teacher just did his day. He, s he would say days to days. One thing after the next after the next. And Katagiri, grumpy man that he was, <coughs> he wanted some kind of excitement. He wanted an experience. He wanted his teacher to tell him something, good or bad or whatever. And his teacher never did. His teacher didn't give him anything. He was just very smooth with how he did his day. And accepted category, however he showed up. Upset, grumpy, kind, present, not present. So when, when I was his jisha, one summer when I was his jisha, he explained to me, you know, what my job was. And he said, do as much as you can, and then if it's too much, I'll tell you to stop. 
And so I did. The first two weeks of the summer, I asked him Dharma questions. And then I ran out of questions. And then it was just one thing after the next, after the next. And I was completely devoted. So I, I would change the direction of his slippers. You know, if he was coming out of the room, I turned him. And if he was in, going in the room, I turned him another way. Or I'd get sweaters for him if I thought it was cold. I'd get water. You know, if he didn't even ask for it, I made it turned on his bath of water. <laughs> Anything I could think of. I even, I even, for some reason or other, I don't remember how this could possibly be true. But I used to carry, like, bucket. I was in my 40s, so I was strong. I used to carry buckets of water, big buckets of water, from down in the kitchen. It was hot water, I think it was. I mean, they were heavy. Every day, three or four times a day, up to his cabin on top of the hill. I can't remember why I did it, but I remember distinctly carrying these buckets and the color of the grass that was so green. And I was walking with my head down, chomp, 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 chomp. And he never talked to me after those first two weeks. <laughs> he didn't say a word to me the whole summer, except little pithy teaching comments, but really nothing. He was teaching me how to live. Nothing extra. No need for comment. No judgment. Nothing extra. It's beautiful. It's like a dance. We were about the same height. I was, you know, carrying incense and he'd be walking along. One time we were doing that, dun, 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 and he dropped like that. And I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what I should do. <laughs> Turned out he had hemorrhoids, and he was just sitting on his heel, on the heel of his foot, you know, to push the hemorrhoids back in. Yeah. And he told me later. Then he <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end of the summer, um, I was in his house, his little cabin, cleaning up or doing something. One time I cleaned up in his desk. He said, no, no, no. That was a boundary. I was cleaning up on his, I, I was cleaning somewhere or something, and he came out of his room in kind of a, it was almost like underwear. Was kind of, I mean, I'd never seen him like that before. <laughs> and he said, are you leaving soon? I said, yes, I am. The next day I was leaving. And he gave me a big hug. Wonderful. It was all I needed. Didn't have to say anything. He was complete. It was very intimate. You know, in daily life, you, you can't do this kind of looking. Some people can't. I actually know one person. Well, he sits a lot at home. 
So, but you, usually you can't. You need this kind of container to do this kind of work. So take advantage of it. 100% attention to whatever anybody asks you to do. And then just, you know, watch. See if you can see the patterns when you sit. If you can sit from this place of stillness and really look, you will have really interesting insights. Follow the schedule. Don't slip and slide outside of the container. Don't look around the zendo. Don't leave during Kenyan unless you have to go to the bathroom. (coughs) What else? Anything? You want to add something? Every single one of you can do this. You have everything you need. And you have a lot of support. So make really good effort. It takes effort. But do that in a way that's gentle. There's no need to know, whip yourself into shape. I'm sure that's been done by your ancient twisted karma. Thank you for listening to this podcast offered by the Brooklyn Zen Center. Our programs are given free of charge and made possible by the donations we receive. For more information on supporting Brooklyn Zen Center, please visit the giving section of brooklynzen.org.